Hello, friends. Welcome to episode three of our podcast. We are drinking coffee this morning. Coffee. From Second State Coffee. <laughs> whoop, whoop. So Kelly had the amazing idea to start every episode off with a feelings wheel. How are we feeling today, Kelly? I think I'm in the green zone here. Ooh. What's the green zone? I can't see. Happy. Happy. Oh, yes. Which is weird because I had a weird morning. <laughs> um, I'm feeling thrilled. Wow. That is amazing. <laughs> Why are you feeling thrilled? Just coffee? I the weekend. I genuinely think it's coffee. Like yeah. I don't have anything. For, like life is great. But this is an coffee ad enhances me so for second state coffee. <laughs> like I didn't have any caffeine yesterday and decided to go all out today because it's podcast day. It's podcast day. So, what's your feeling? Okay, my feeling. Wheel? Well, it's in the sad category. I don't feel sad, but I feel okay. very tired. Yeah. And I feel, I feel, I don't know. These are all, these all look kind of like dramatic words for what I actually feel. I just feel, I guess, numb. Numb. <laughs> yep. But not in a bad way. I just feel just like, okay, I'm doing my day. Yes. And I just woke up. Yes. And this is my first sip of coffee. And so. you've only had one sip. <laughs> yeah. So I think by the end of the episode, I'll be thrilled. <laughs> so here's hoping. Uh, how, how are you doing? I remember in the last the week week after i guess two so. weeks after your miscarriage so. yeah um this week was way rougher for sure i think it was mm. a combination well for the women out there hormones and just like being really exhausted from the whole thing and all of a sudden being back to exactly where you were three months ago or two months ago or whatever mm. it's just a weird feeling when it's finally over and you're like wait a second this is strange i'm back mm. which is we weren't expecting it so it wasn't like we were trying and trying, and but then when it's gone, you just have to, I don't know, you're back where you were, which is a weird feeling, but I'm okay. I just mm-hmm. think my pattern, like the week that it happened, my solution was to be super busy, and that worked great, and then the second week, I did the same thing again, and it did not work at all. Like I think oh, I, I just interesting. hit my, I knew I hit my limit on like Saturday or something that I was like I am so tired I know that I'm so tired but I could not rest and then I carried I literally did something every single day after work the whole week and here I am on Friday and I'm exhausted so Mm -hmm. shocker on that but I think I don't know I've tried to journal about it and stuff I'm just so checked out that I can't even connect I'm just like writing facts you know so I think hopefully this weekend the beach always refreshes me I'm hoping going to the ocean walking on the beach being in nature, coffee, <laughs> sleep, I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. When you say you feel like you're back three months prior, do you mean like you feel like you're stuck in the same place you were before you got pregnant? Kind Is that of. what you mean? Yeah. Okay. In a weird, not stuck, because that's the wrong word, but I think I'm frustrated with myself that I, because I think when I was pregnant for those three months, I think I talked about it a little bit on the podcast that. I felt like I was creating this healthier version of myself that was more balanced and in tune with myself. And I didn't even intentionally go back to the way that it was before, but it was like because I, my body was capable and I had more energy and I don't know. I don't know. I guess it was just circumstance too of just things happening, like trying to get things scheduled. But I was so frustrated like at the end of this week that I did it again and Mm. that I'm back I'm like so tired I'm having fun I'm having so much fun but I'm so tired 
and I'm not in tune with myself again. So I think it's a good reality check to know exactly, this is exactly where I was three months ago to take a step back and remember I was really, really happy when I was living slower, exercising. I don't know. I wasn't, I don't even know what I was doing. I was just not as busy. Yeah. I'm just curious. Can I dig into your psychology? (laughs) (laughs) When you say like you pack your weeks, Mm -hmm. can you explain (laughs) why you do that or what that draw is or where it comes from? It's half people pleaser that if people text me and I genuinely like care about them, I want to see them. I'm like, yes, of course. Let's do, and a lot of it's rollover. Like, I can't do this week. Can we do next week? And then and it all just fills up. And half of it is because I think I had FOMO for a lot of my high school years being homeschooled. That So you were homeschooled in high school? Yeah, my whole life. Wow. So I always felt Whoa. like I was missing out on everything. But I think that's half why. Yeah. It's just like I want to be constantly doing something and having fun. Yes. You've said no before. I, f- I feel like you're 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 aware enough. Like last Saturday when we were like, let's play pickleball. And you're like, I have to rest. Oh, yeah. Like, well, that's like that was... also John enforced. <laughs> that's good, though. So, like, I yeah. feel I was like respect, like because I have to do that, too, sometimes. And yeah. I feel like marriage is priority and like being restful on a day that like picking a day that you just p- purely rest yeah. is like so important. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like if I haven't seen Ross all week or because I've been running around, like I need to pick a day where I don't see anybody except for him. And like so we can reenter and yeah. enjoy each other and it makes sense. Like yeah. and sometimes you just have to say no and it's not. A, yeah. Like it's probably better for you to yeah, do that. But it's hard too. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. So yeah. this week we're talking about pressure or how do you relieve relieve or release relieve or release Mm -hmm. stress or angst in your life instead of keeping it bottled up have you ever felt like you were bottling angst or stress by trying to be nice and it got suppressed and then just came out or like what's a healthy way to do that yes that is definitely a good question because it takes so many forms it can be healthy or unhealthy and For myself, I think my period of angst, I think everybody has that phase or period of just like, ah, and it takes form. And like you said, you could be super overly nice and not being yourself. It could take form in that, which just suppresses things even more. And it's probably going to blow up in five years from now. (laughs) But when I, I think, yeah, when I, when I was partying um, in high school and in college and then a little bit after college, I just like loved people. I was such an extrovert. I was explore. I was exploring just like different drugs and just like I don't know, just very traveling. I was traveling everywhere. I was moving. I would say that was my biggest pressure. Like traveling from different place to place. When I was in California, I lived in. I I literally moved like every month. Um, there were times where I sort of couch surfed and. It was just like the mo- movement for me was my outlet, my my release outlet. It was like, I'm never going to, because a, a big fear of mine is like being stuck, settled and stuck and never getting out. And I think that comes from my own parents and their divorce. And so I think a lot of that processing of even my childhood and like the way I was raised and feeling like there were different parts of myself kept dormant during my childhood sort of came out when I left and I was like 
freedom, you know? And so I was like, drugs and like drinking and which I still drink and stuff, but it was like, Not when let's go hard. Oh, yeah. I don't drink right now. I'm so pregnant. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> Just for the listeners. Although the other, the other week, this woman had like four kids and she we went out to dinner with her and she was like, oh, I, my fourth kid when I was in Italy, like I had a glass of wine every day. And I was like, okay, to each yeah, their own. people do that. <laughs> to each their own. It's fine. Um, anyways. So that was mine. It was traveling, movement, partying. And I thought, like, sure, I could argue, like, oh, that stuff's really bad. But I think it was really <laughs> – I think it was really important for me because that was just, like, a outlet to release all of this angst into to, to also, like, explore myself. Um, and because of that, I don't – now that I'm married and I live in the same place and I'm having a child, like, I think that it helps me realize, like, I've had that fate. Mm-hmm. I've had that period. I've released, you know, I've gone wild. I've done things I shouldn't. And because of that, I feel like I'm going to be a better mom, one, because I know like, <laughs> the mistakes that I've made and Don't the drugs from kids. them. Don't do drugs. <laughs> um, and... I don't know. I just feel like I got it out of my system. And that was probably an unhealthy form growing up. But other people like exercise and, you know, do lots of different things. So that's sort of, I feel like my yeah. pressure release phase. That's what it was. Yeah. Did you, do you think you had one yet? Well, do you I think, think it's coming. I think I'm still do in you it. Feel like you're in <laughs> well, it. I feel yeah. like it's funny because yeah. I wasn't thinking about what we were talking about before. But I feel mm-hmm. like that is part of what I think my pressure release is, is people, oh, but I don't think it's actually my pressure. That's what I think it is. But I think, because I think on Saturday when I was so exhausted and I couldn't turn my brain off and I wanted to rest, John was off having his quiet time and I was sitting on oh. the couch and I was like, I need to rest, I need to rest. But I couldn't think of anything that felt restful or just really, because I felt like cooped up, like just, ah, I gotta, I don't know. I just, my brain was going a thousand miles a minute. I was also nonstop texting you. I'm well, so I was sorry texting you too. No, I was also doing it. And like, that's all I could think about was yeah. like the podcast and our like house projects and like, Pinterest, like I'm doing so many projects right now that I could not stop. I could not turn my brain off. And all I could do is I would start something on one project and then I moved to the next project and and I was getting nowhere and I was just going in circles and then I got even more frustrated that I was getting nowhere. And so I was trying to think what does it actually mean to rest for me because I think for some people rest is just laying on the couch or something. But I that stresses me out because I get bored and I when I feel bored, I feel like I got to do something. Running is a healthy pressure release for me and I don't when I'm not working out consistently, it's hard for me to actually get there because I used to run every day up until November. <laughs> and then, you used to run every day? Yeah, on my lunch break. I go to the gym and run no every day, way. two miles. Yes, because it just helped me de-stress. But when I got, well, when I was pregnant, I just, I don't know why. I was so determined to be the, like, the fit pregnant mom. I was working out every day, but I just oh. did not. I just stopped going to the gym. <laughs> so now I just don't want to go back. But I know when I'm feeling cooped up, that if I get my running shoes on, even if I, I don't know, even if it's not for the two miles or something like that, if, if I do it, I'll feel better because um, I'm moving my body. I think being outside, sometimes journaling, but sometimes I'm just in a place where I just have nothing to can't say journal. and I just mm-hmm. get annoyed that I can't say anything. So I have to be, I have to know that I'm in a good place to journal. I don't know, music. I love music. Mm. 
That's a good one. Um, Definitely, but, that's a good one. Yeah. Huge angst reliever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that ever happen to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I usually go into paralysis. <laughs> like, if I'm sitting on the couch and mm-hmm. there's so many things going on inside of me that I can't tap into what exactly it is, I will go into this paralysis state where I can't decide to go do anything to release it or relieve it where it's like i should go to the gym i could go on a run i could go walk exactly but i think my go-to this is interesting that you brought up like yours is social because mine is like i'll call my friends Mm -hmm. i'll text my friends oh like i do i do go to that that's definitely a default of like yeah people it's interesting yeah um, okay, so going back to your your wild times. Oh yeah, your, your <laughs> my wild times. Your exploration, yeah, era. Um, call it. What did you feel like when you were when you actually were in that place and just exploring anything that came to your mind? What did that feel like? Where did that get you? Did you actually feel stress relieved, or mm. did you just feel? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good question. Tell me. Usually the times that I chose to do them, like, I've done the club party drugs, like, um, Molly Molly and Acid. I've done, yeah, I've done. (laughs) It's like, oh, gosh, whenever I think about it, I'm like, wow, I really did a lot of them. Um, I think I've done, like, sort of everything except for mushrooms. Not everything, meaning, like, heroin. I've never done hard (laughs) drugs like that, but... Just like the club party drugs. And I usually took them when I knew I was in a good mindset. There was one time that I took took it when I was, I took acid when I was in a really bad, you'll read about this in my book, but I was in a really weird place. I had just graduated from college, but I was still there waiting to leave like two weeks later. And my friend, my two friends were like, let's do it we don't have any responsibilities. And like, I had surrounded myself by lots of people in the music festival crowd that year who was so used to doing it all the time. And I was still pretty cautious of like, I don't need to do acid. Like that doesn't need to happen. Um, but I caved and I caved because I was like, I don't even know why I honestly, I don't even know what motivated me to do this one specifically, but I'm not kidding you. Like, I felt like I was dying for so many hours. Like, it was one of those things where I felt trapped. I was I was in a different realm. I was never going to come out of it. Um, and so that, to answer your question, in the middle of that, no. That was not enjoyable. Um, it was nothing. I also, <laughs> I don't want to give my whole book away, but there's like a really hard part where Um, I, when I was tripping, I, one of my friends who wasn't like came outside and was like, ah, like, what is it like? And when somebody from the outside circle where you're tripping comes in, it can throw you for a loop. And I was already not having a good time. And so I was sort of rude to her. And so she like went back in and she's like a sweet, 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 (laughs) sweet girl it was awful because it was just like, why did I have to be rude about that and like send her away? And it's just, it just became exclusive. It's just, I don't know. There's just like lots of components that aren't super embracing and inviting. Um, 
And so, yeah, in the middle of that, it was like, what the heck? And then I was like, get me out of this to one of my best friends. I was like, I can't be in this anymore. Like, I can't do it. This is not, this is not fun. Um, I can't even really describe like what it was like. I honestly, I felt like I was being tortured, but then once I came out of it, I was like, I carried this just like pit in my stomach. of Like, why did I do that? I didn't enjoy that. And yeah, it's definitely something that I, it's definitely something that I didn't need to do and it didn't even release my angst. It may, it created more of it. And then it leaving, leaving that trip, it created more guilt and shame that I felt for just like what I had experienced. Um, and because of that, I don't know if I recreated the trip, but like a week later when I left college, I came to Charleston, stayed with my parents before I flew out to California and I was in my room and I started tripping again, like a week later. It was so scary. And I was like, what did I do? Like, why did I do this? Like, what was the point? Um, and so that was the one experience where I was like, this was, that was just stupid. I don't know why I did that. That just, I didn't, not in the right place. There's too many moving parts to my life right now that I don't know where my life is going. I would say I was searching. I wanted to increase my consciousness in some way. Um, but I just did not. That was one that I didn't enjoy. Um, there are others that I have done that were really, really fun in the middle of it. But then, like, you had brought up, were they as great as afterwards? Well, no. The cr- like, the crash is awful after. And so I I find that part interesting. Like, Deep depression, (laughs) not deep. I didn't fall into deep depression, but I was, after I did Molly at a music festival, like it was, it's hard to return to your state. It's like, Mm -hmm. it takes you a few days, maybe a week to actually return back to yourself. And that's because your dopamine levels are so, so much lower because they skyrocketed while you were on the drug. And so I think, I think those drugs weren't as much of an angst release for me, but more of an ex- a desire to explore and see if there was something other than what was tangible and happening right in front of me because I was looking for that. I was looking to see if there were things that were unseen, if I could achieve an enlightenment and if I could touch, because I'm such an emotional feeler, like I could touch something that I hadn't been able to before. Um, And that was just like an innate desire for me. And I thought that I could seek that through drugs. And so that's why I I didn't use them really as an escape, as a lot of people do use drugs as a way to escape from reality. But it was more to like transport into a different one. Um, Yeah. And, And even now as a Christian, like I... It's a it's a weird subject to explore because the Christian circles are like these are all terrible. It's in the Bible and like it's it's actually not in the Bible, but 
what we can discern is there are things that are good for you and there are things that are bad for you. And personally, because I've experienced it, I don't have that longing to do them anymore because I think it's, there's, it's like, what's your motivation in doing it? Is it Mm -hmm. for your selfish reasons to achieve something and feel different or to escape? Or is it to help somebody else? Most likely it's not not to help those around you. So right. so I think as a Christian now, I would argue that, but I'm not, I'm not, I like talking. I think it's important to talk about these things yeah. in in our faith because it's like something that's like such hush, hush, shame oh, yeah. talk. I've never even had a conversation about before. You haven't? No, like I don't know anything. Am I scaring no. you at all? No. Are you sure? I think, oh, okay. I promise. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Like I, yeah, I just. No, that's I what I mean because you just said it was hush, hush. No, I'm not scared. Okay. <laughs> no, I just think it's so interesting that this is, and I know there's so many people that are in this world that I've just never bumped elbows or rubbed elbows with, you know, mm. I've never, because I have always maintained similar circles of friends that we come from the same backgrounds and um i don't know cuz yeah. i usually get jobs at christian organizations and they hire mm. kids that went to christian schools you know and and it's just like it should be talked about more because i think when something's taboo and you can't even talk about it it fosters this just like oh what what is this this is mysterious but you you can sit here and say hey i tried it wasn't great or even when it was fun for a second Afterwards, it didn't bring me what I wanted, and I'm sure there's... That's exactly... You nailed it. That's exactly what I was trying to say. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't bring me what I wanted. Yeah. But it was an avenue to keep going to find what exactly it was that I wanted, knowing that that wasn't the healthy way to do it. Right. And I think everybody has the same problem of feeling like, oh, there's something missing, and we all go off and try to figure out what that is, and we fill that void with whatever it is, travel, exercise, whatever, food. But yeah. really, the only way to fill it is to really just reconnect with yourself and God and, like, sit and just figure out what the heck is going on. And that's yeah. the only and, – and it feel, that seem, seems like the hardest thing to do because you don't want to do it. But then and it takes consistency, too, and getting back into a routine of going and being alone and figuring out what am I actually feeling. Like, feelings wheel. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. Wait, I have to ask – so – if this is your first conversation, this is so interesting to me. Yeah. This is like your first conversation about drugs specifically. Like what yeah. do you, how, as you're listening to me, like, do you feel like you clench up? Like, do you feel weird? Do you, because you're, you've been trained all your life to be like, oh, we don't talk about that. Oh, I'm actually, I kind of want to ask more questions or I don't know. It's funny to hear all of it coming out of your mouth because... I have, like, this picture of Kelly that is, like, Ross's wife, goes to the church that I go to, and then all of a sudden you're like, yeah, Molly. And it's just this Uh, weird paradox in my brain of, oh, yeah, you had a different life before this, and just like I had a different life, too, in college. Yeah, it's just interesting that we're in such similar lives now, but that's something that I've ne- I just know nothing about. So it's more yeah. just putting the two together, but like, oh, wow, this is the same. I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's what makes good conversation also with I feel the same way about you like there's homeschool that's homeschooling that's so far far from me exactly also 
like the way you grew up is so different and then like your success in producing these amazing films and like that's a different world for me too so it's like I don't know I feel like that things like this where we don't have any experience in what each other has experienced yeah creates this like really unique conversation yeah that's almost the point of the podcast that is our unique backgrounds but here we are in the exact same city our husbands are friends we're doing these similar lives but then we have these totally different versions of ourselves that we've lived before this and yeah unique perspectives yeah well do you have any any other questions i'm like pretty open about it um do you have other like have you always had a question to ask somebody who has experienced these things that you want that you've always wanted to ask but never did or whatever honestly i've never thought about it Mm -hmm. it just feels so far removed from my except for one time in college because I went to a tiny Christian college and me and my friends you know we would drink in our apartment or whatever but we never there were small parties of like 10 people and they were just our friends every time but one time we left for the weekend and our other roommate we found out that she brought in a bunch of football players and they brought Molly into the apartment and that to us was the craziest thing we'd ever heard. We're like, Mo- Molly at our college? Like, we were shook. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't even know what it looks like. Important. I picture, is it like a disc? It comes in different forms, like a powder. Okay. Do and you, then like, you wrap it up it? in a tissue. You can, like, lick it. Or I, would, I like, took it through a putting the powder in a little tissue thing and swallowing it. I don't know. Do you swallow the tissue? Yeah. I'm like a sure. Kleenex? Yeah, like a little paper. Interesting. Part of the toilet paper. That's gross. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> Did you digest the paper? Just like, oh, interesting. Yeah, because I, I, I think like in movies too, water. you see you see people at the club and they're like, take this, and it's like a little sticker, and they stick it on your tongue. And yeah, that that's a form too of Molly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's a tab for like, yeah. That's another. Yeah. That was in Perks of Being a Wallflower, I think. Oh, I've have you seen, seen that movie? That. No, should I see it? I I can't remember. I think it's good. I don't okay. know. It wasn't amazing, but yeah. Okay, wait. So, what did you do when there was these football players? Well, we weren't even there. We just heard about it after the fact, and I was so mad at that roommate because we weren't. That roommate was kind of. She wasn't friends with us necessarily. We thought she would be, but then it was just kind of weird. She never did the dishes, and you know, oh, yeah, just typical yeah, yeah. roommates. Typical, stuff. Like, but yeah. she wasn't one of our close friends. And then I was so mad that she had brought Molly into our apartment. Because you yeah. could get in really big trouble. I mean, you could get in trouble for drinking at our school. Like, you weren't allowed to oh, drink wow. at all. Like you weren't Even allowed if to- you were 21? Yeah, even if you were no 21. No way. No alcohol on campus. That's how, that's how it's always been. Like, even at Samaritan's Purse, we were not allowed to drink in public. Really? Like, yes. you didn't go out for happy hours? You couldn't. And you would, people would snitch on each other. Because I would go out. Wow. Not in my hometown and go, like, if I was traveling or something, I would obviously have a drink in public but in our town it was so you would be so anxious to order a beer at a brewery You're kidding or something me. no are you kidding me no one time there was a birthday party I, I was not here but this is like the story i i got hired and everyone was talking about it because it had just happened but um there's this there's one brewery at the time in boone that everyone would go to it was really cute they had cornhole food trucks and so somebody had a birthday party there like their 30th birthday and a bunch of people from work were there and they all had a beer and a different girl from HR came in and she was on a date at this brewery, but she wasn't ordering a beer. They just came, I guess. I don't know why you would go to a brewery 
to not have a beer. But she snitched on all the people there. She went to HR and she said what? she wrote down all the names of the people no. that were there, and they all You're got called in. Me. This is your professional job. Yes, and these are old. These are people in their twenties and thirties. This is not under. They're not like interns. They're not underage. Yeah, it's just totally not. But there's such taboo. Like you get in huge trouble. So I just came from a world where that was normal too. Wow. So that's why Whoa. drugs are so far so foreign. <laughs> yeah. So do you feel like being in Charleston right now is like the first time where you feel free to actually go out and have a beer and not feel like you're being watched? Or do you carry that with you? Like our church, like everybody, you saw it, Karina and Hunters, like we all have, like everybody has beer. And yeah. You're just, you're not judged for that. Yeah. Well, it was definitely an, an adjustment because even at my, I work at a church now and everyone's so chill too. And it, it was my birthday and they took me out for tacos and they're like, oh, let's get margaritas. And I Were you was like, scared. Really? <laughs> I was literally was like, is this a test? And I waited till everyone had ordered a margarita. And then I was still because my boss is at the table. He ordered one, too. I think I can't remember. But there's like six people that ordered margaritas and some yeah. people didn't. And I was scared, too. I almost didn't because I was like. What's going to happen? <laughs> but I did. And it was fine. But it is a weird, it was a weird adjustment. And I, I think it would be dramatic to say, oh, I didn't feel like I could go. I didn't go out in my, in Boone and have a beer or a drink at dinner or happy hours or whatever, which is why it made it so hard to live there because you couldn't go out and do anything. You felt so excluded. You were just in your house. I don't know. It just felt like. Like you were being controlled we couldn't by your company even yes. outside of the hours that you worked there. Yes, in many, many ways. Okay. And then when I started dating John, he just put this edge in me or something. He's like, oh, just get a drink. It's not a big deal. And it wasn't a big deal. So if we were at like the winery 20 minutes outside of town, I would get a glass of wine because it's like, oh, no one. Yeah. No one. Anyone who's at the winery is there to get a glass of wine. You would hope. But you yeah. never know if that one girl from HR would come back yeah. and snitch on you. But. I feel like you and John are so good for each other just from what I've observed in the past couple months of just like you being like, oh, I shouldn't do this. And John being able to like loosen you up or yes. whatever and be like, you're fine. Like, don't worry about it. Just oh, yes. That, you're, have, glass wine's fine. Like he encourages you to like have fun or like loosen up or whatever. Not that you're, you're not stiff by any means at no, but all. He for but, sure has. Cause I, I had, well, I still deal with anxiety a lot, but I think from when I started dating him, I was a way more anxious person. And I think he just doesn't care about what people think i know i love it <laughs> and awesome. it definitely it's challenged awesome. me to just be like okay no one no one cares have you ever seen the show schitt's creek yes i've so seen you know like the first like five episodes <laughs> okay there's the one episode where alexis is taking david to get his driver's license and he's really really nervous have you seen that episode <laughs> and he's freaking out and she just keeps going nobody cares david nobody cares and john will say that to me he's like nobody cares david <laughs> They're like, right? <laughs> that's nobody that's cares. That's such a lighthearted way to get a point across. <laughs> I know. That's awesome. Yeah, it's very helpful. That's well, that's yeah. That's like Ross, like Ross to me keeps me so grounded that sometimes I'm like, woo, all over the place. I externalize my feelings and usually ride my feelings. It's my pattern of behavior <laughs> and usually does sometimes it doesn't go well, sometimes it's great. But with Ross, like he's so steadfast that I need that. Like I yeah. need he just balances me out mm-hmm. so well. So it's I just see that. cool to see. Like, I feel like there's similarities there with you two as well. Oh, yeah. Having yeah. a good partner that's almost your opposite, but not yeah. quite your opposite, yeah. but just they have different qualities that help you, yeah, be more balanced or grounded or something like that. I can For totally sure. see that with Ross is very steady yeah. and just 
Yeah. But he's also can still be like super goofy and fun. So it's oh, not yeah. like he's, you know, it's he has not like a he's a sense like, of humor, but he's, right. I don't know how to explain. It's just this like, he's not freaking out or trying to figure out life. Oh, what's going on? He's no, just like, he's oh, yeah. never like that. We're doing it. It's like, <laughs> I know. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I want to come back to you because you had said, like, I feel like I'm in the middle of it or something. You mm-hmm. said that of like, well, my, I might be yeah, in it pattern, right now yeah. or something like that. Can you speak? Can you can we come back to that? Just yeah. like, what do you can you describe that more? What is that particularly? Well, I mean? think it's just kind of what I was talking about before about being just stuck in my pattern of making plans like the week after my miscarriage or whatever last week. I having plans every day was so fun and I just felt like I was coasting, just riding the wave of just, I don't know. It was a great week, but I also think, I ha- I don't know. I think I was just in a different place. I was still, I don't know if it was, I don't know. I'm going to cut all this out. I hate talking about hormones. Why? But I really think They're that real. my hormones were just, I was, I hadn't actually hit yet. It was just, I was just, in denial, not in denial, but I think mm-hmm. I even said in the last podcast, like, oh, it hasn't hit me yet. And yeah. it definitely had not. I was just like, yeah. woo, everything's fine. Life is good. And then I just crashed over the weekend, just exhausted and also just really hormonal and cranky. I've been cranky all week. That's okay. You can be cranky. Yeah. And I think letting myself be cranky. Yeah. But that's let, a whole other. permission to do that. That's yeah. a whole other topic. But to get back to, yeah, I think, so I thought, oh, that's what I will do to feel better. And it just made it worse and so I think every time I did well actually that's not true because I had fun every time but I just afterwards I would come back and And like like, I'm so tired uh, and I have to gear myself up to go to the next thing and then like and even at work and work is so fun but it's also very like tons of people and you're talking and and so I think I'm just you're constantly going and going and then when I'm not I have like phone calls like people I'm supposed to call back I'm like oh my gosh and, and I'll forget and I'll wake up in the middle of the night like I forgot to call my mom yesterday and I told her I'd call her so I think my brain's just trying to keep up and it's almost the same crash of drugs <laughs> like this did not <laughs> do what I wanted it to, to yeah. do and yeah. I think I, I think it's good to balance it it's social life is good but I think also um reading and tea like I was talking about before and eating fruit and going to bed early makes me so happy. Eating fruit. I love that. Well, part. yeah, because I got this fruit. big thing of grapefruit <laughs> so slices good. and I was just, They're for a week, I was just eating grapefruit and I would go, I would get in bed at like 930 and read my book and it was, I was so rested and happy. And then, and then this week I've been out to like, not out, doing yeah. stuff till yeah. awake, going to bed at midnight. 12 30 and just so tired and then getting up and just i don't know yeah so i think halfway or even all the way back to what i was doing before of just chill i think would be good for me yeah what if you did that this week yeah that's my challenge that's what john's like so are you gonna do the same thing that you did this week i was like no yeah i've learned my lesson yeah yeah i feel like i went through a phase of obligation to call like you were saying call people Mm -hmm. back to do all these things, to say yes. I remember I hit, like, rock bottom when I did that. And then yeah. from now on, I, I've learned to, like, not – sometimes I fail at it, but, like, not to care if I'm, like, I can't hang out today. Or yeah. sometimes if new people come into my life and I feel like I just – it's not the season to, like, pack 
lots of new people. Like I will genuinely be like, I'm so sorry. Like this is just a busy season of life. Like I hope to reach back out to you like at some point or I don't know. And and usually they're like pretty cool and responsive. Yeah. How do you feel like you are giving yourself that pressure release right now in your season of life right now? Oh, that's a good Because I'm sure it's not drugs. <laughs> it's not drugs. <laughs> I think writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, working so on the book is definitely something that, that, uh, I shouldn't even say, some days, some days. Mm-hmm. Um, usually my cathartic pieces of writing on my sub stack is usually just like for me to get out, mm-hmm. like my angst and my dark, my dark spaces. Um, and so I'll usually write and reflect based off of my thoughts and feelings there and I'll send it out and it's sort of like strengthen me to have thicker skin mm-hmm. too to like once I do publish the book of like okay I have to have strong skin if I'm gonna like pour my soul onto this thing and then give it to the world um but my angst a lot of it like in like lots of different pieces you'll see like my angst yeah come That's from good, there though. so I would say writing and then honestly this podcast is nice to like have time to reflect I don't know I feel like mm-hmm. it's just a, a sweet time to reflect on okay where are we at this is where we're at. We should, maybe we can change something this week because I don't know. I'm an external processor. And so yeah. I think because of that, I am able to pinpoint my external processing. Same. A lot of the time is coming from my angst. <laughs> so, no, I think that's, yeah. so, that's so healthy, though. Well, one, that you have an outlet that you can be super honest with yourself about your feelings and just be like, OK, I'm angsty, but I'm going to you know, get it out and then mm-hmm. there it is and then it's fine, you know? Yeah. Because I think sometimes it's easy to filter even your own thoughts and because I'm sure that that helps. You just feel like you're not suppressing anything. or anything. Yeah. No, I think I think it definitely does. I definitely have a better mental health day when mm-hmm. I write. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like not freaking out on Ross when he comes home or whatever. <laughs> wrote today (laughs) i'm just kidding i don't freak out on on him a lot how do you get yourself do you have any prompts that you follow or how do you get yourself to just write that stuff down or oh it just comes yeah i usually it's just because i'm constantly i'm constantly observing my thoughts and my thought patterns and i'm constantly like checking in with myself which a lot of the time if that's true i become super self-absorbed and like fall into this pit Mm -hmm. um because i can't see out externally but yeah usually I know I'm pretty quick to process things and can just like type 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 and yeah yeah so I would say that's probably it um what do you do you feel like this podcast helps you re-engage not re-engage maybe re-engage with yourself at all yeah, I think it's, like you said, I'm an external processor. Are you external processor? Yes. Okay, you are too. But it's hard for me to be honest sometimes. if Because sometimes I don't even know. It's hard to be honest with myself. So, I mean, mm-hmm. even this feelings wheel, I think, is helpful. Because there's so many, yeah. for people who can't see it, there's so How many for you? slots are there? Like a hundred? hundred? hundred emotions. And each that. emotion leads to a different emotion. Mm-hmm. And so, because I think I have trouble figuring out what I think and feel that's not correct or logical or something. So I think talking about, I don't know, just processing. And it's funny how we start with one topic and then it just leads to all these different things. I know. So, yeah, it does it does help in that way. Yeah. So do we have anything to, cl- to close with or just um, thanks for listening? Yeah. I hope you 
I hope you take the time today to reflect upon like what your necessary release outlet is and know that it is important to have one because usually if we we aren't conscious of that we can explode further down the road in ways that we in in unhealthy ways and so I think being aware of like (laughs) that's well said yeah love it till next time goodbye